0: Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Brenton. Each week, you will hear practical and engaging tips and strategies in order to live your absolute best life as a Christian. So let's begin with today's portion of Practical Christian Living. It was in last week's podcast that we considered the topic of worldliness. And that worldliness is the opposite of spirituality. It's an obsession with temporal material things to the exclusion of spiritual growth and to the neglect of spiritual interest. When we also looked at the idea that worldliness is a cancer, which creates an indifference to the moral values, in reality, a no difference attitude about right or wrong, an ordering of our lives without reference to Christian morals or ideals. And so today, I want us to consider this topic, worldliness, and extend it a bit further and hone in on the fact as to where this really affects us as Christians personally, as members of the Lord's body. And so consider this idea again, worldliness. Now, what is worldliness? Well, we've kind of given a definition to it, but in short, worldliness is sin. Worldliness is conforming to the world. Worldliness is anything that is opposed to being transformed, as Paul calls us to be in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Worldliness is worldlikeness in anything. Worldliness is anything that is not Christ-like or that hinders Christ-likeness. Worldliness essentially is a wedge that sin drives into the heart of the member of the church, disuniting his own will and God's will for him, making his actions incompatible with his spiritual potentialities, because he has allowed his own selfish interests to usurp the place of God in his life. And so why are so many members or so many Christians today worldly? Well, I would say the very first cause is a failure to properly evaluate their life. Too many members of the church have not learned the real values of life. And what I mean by that is this, they're interested in finding happiness but do not know where it is to be found. It has never dawned on them that happiness is determined by what one is. All we have to do is look at the Beatitudes and note the emphasis on the character that is there. Substitute the word happy for the word blessed. And then as you substitute that, just reread the Beatitudes. Someone once described Paul in prison as this, "...with life and all that men count dear behind..." And with the horrors of a barbarous death before him, alone, unfriended, unrelieved, he is yet the happiest man in Rome. Among the millions within her wide walls, not another heart is so buoyant with hope, so lifted with joy. This was so true of Paul because he had learned life's value. He had learned where happiness truly was found. He was happy because of what he was in Jesus Christ. A second reason so many tend to be worldly today is that they have never tried to reach their potential in their Christian living. Life will not remain a vacuum. It will be filled with something, by someone or something. If all Christians would make a determined effort simply to be filled with something that is good, there would be no place, no place at all for worldliness. Too many are satisfied to just get in to the church and then do just as little as possible. The natural result from this attitude is then to fill the void that is left with worldliness. God knew what he was doing when he said, seek first the kingdom of God. This is not just an arbitrary command. It has at its very basis the building of a life that is spiritual. The way to get worldliness out is by putting something in its place. Just as long as there are members of the church who refuse to fill their lives with service for God, there will be worldly members. A third reason for such worldliness in Christian lives is indifference. This is perhaps one of the greatest hindrances to the solution of the problem. It is so much easier to travel the path of least resistance to take the road mapped out by others than it is to find out whether it is right or wrong. So many members of the church live day after day, caring not that they have no influence for good and not interested in learning why. They are afraid if they got interested, it would upset their own lives, and they just do not want this to happen. Just let the preacher present any lesson, and they refuse to give it even a passing thought to the changing of their own lives. The fourth reason for worldliness in the Christian life is that there are some who do not want to pay the price that is absolutely necessary to be spiritual. The story is told of a young woman who, having observed the charming life and broad influence of a fine Christian woman, went to her and said, I would give the world if I could only have your influence. The lady replied, That is exactly what it cost. There is a price for everything, and spirituality is no exception. Until more Christians are willing to pay the price of spirituality, The church will be filled with worldliness. A fifth and final reason why we find worldliness in the life of the Christian is that many are guided by custom rather than the Bible. There are many members of the church who want the Bible on the plan of salvation. They want the Bible on the plan of how the church is to be originated and and the organization of all that. They want the Bible on what God determines is worship, but they do not want the Bible on worldliness. Do they ever give chapter and verse for their worldly practices? No. Their theme song is, everybody else is doing it. I can't see any harm in it. Then some might say, I can do it, and it won't hurt me. So why does it matter? Well, suppose you could. Can a conscientious Christian be happy when he knows he is giving his time and lending his influence in that which degrades more than it uplifts? So let's just face it. Let's face the threat of worldliness And let us begin to build our lives that are spiritual, that are guided by Christ, and leave no room for any world likeness. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle, subscribing to it, and sharing it with those that you love. As always, it's my prayer that God be with you and that you seek Him in all things. Until next time, God bless.